sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Welcome to hour number two, the morning after live right here on this Monday on Sports Grid and Sirius XM Channel 159. That is the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM, all across the Sports Grid Network as well. I am Ben Stevens. A ton to get to here in our second hour. We'll dive through Major League Baseball and what happened over the weekend, including a look at some of the teams that might be off to the more surprising starts this year, both in a positive way. Hello, Tampa Bay. Continuing to be at a historic pace. Hello, the Pittsburgh Pirates with the best record in the National League and some teams that have been slightly disappointing to start 2023. We'll give you that prop perspective for the Monday night slate and, of course, the odds and advice that you need here on this Monday as well. But we start in the NHL. The Stanley Cup playoffs rolling on over the weekend. Another quadruple header last night. And there was some electricity to end out last night in Los Angeles as well. But we start with the NHL's best team this year, the best team we have ever seen in a regular season. The Boston Bruins taking on the Florida Panthers in their opening round series. The Bees upset at home in game number two. It was a little bit surprising. But Boston has responded with two consecutive victories on the road in the Sunshine State against the Florida Panthers, including yesterday, a good offensive performance for the Boston Bruins, a 6-2 victory. And Linus Olmark in net for the Bees, 41 saves yesterday. A 6-2 win for Boston. They were more than a dollar and a half money line favorite as they entered game number four and a minus 650 series favorite as well. The Bruins are in a really prime spot right now, up three games to one in this opening round set against the Florida Panthers. And Boston remains the Stanley Cup favorites as well atop the National Hockey League. Plus 240, that price now on Boston. In front of the Colorado Avalanche at 5-1, to one, the Bruins more than half of that price for the Avs. The best and shortest price for a team from the Western Conference in front of the Edmonton Oilers, an 8-1 to one number from Edmonton. That would have been a lot longer had the Oilers lost in game number four last night to the Kings to go down 3-1 in their opening round series. But that didn't happen, despite being down 3-0 after the first period. Edmonton storms all the way back for a victory in that extra session. 5-4 in OT last night at Crypto.com Arena in Los Angeles. This is the third game we have already seen out of the four so far in this series between the Oilers and Kings to go to overtime. This really shouldn't be all that surprising that Edmonton is getting a heck of a test out of LA. Certainly in Los Angeles, the Kings 26-11-4 at home in the regular season. One of the two best records in the Western Conference, but the Oilers were able to come back to even this series at two games all, and they needed to after being down three zip 
at the end of the first period. Now, it hasn't been the most sensational series for the NHL's best player in Connor McDavid. He did score two goals, both of Edmonton's two, in the Game 3 loss in overtime to L.A. And after they were blanked in that opening period, McDavid did start to find it a little bit offensively. He recorded three assists. You can see his odds to record at least one assist last night at minus 295. He only had three points, though, entering yesterday's Game number 4 did help for Edmonton to register that comeback, a 5-4 victory in overtime to even the series at two games all against the Kings. Hey, welcome to our Sports Grid radio audience here. Hour number two of the morning after, Sirius XM, Channel 159. All of our radio terrestrial affiliates now in the fold as well. I am Ben Stevens, Pup Talk with Ben. Let's start off your new week to recap the weekend in the Stanley Cup playoffs the minnesota wild a victory in game number three looking to do the same in game number four they were booked though as a slight home underdog and that's because the dallas stars even up this series at two games apiece as well dallas a 3-2 victory against minnesota yesterday in the twin cities the wild won game number three five to one and entered as a minus 188 series favorite but Dallas who was the favored side entering the series returns back home now with an even split at two games all and we see the line flip once again for the series outright price the stars a minus 166 series favorite as we go back to Dallas for game number five the avalanche remain a favorite at two to one to win the western conference colorado has a series lead in their opener that they have had against the seattle crack and they took a big game on saturday night after seattle got off to a hot start the golden knights the second best price at plus 350 the oilers plus 360 and the stars plus 750 as it stood right there all four of those teams that have the shortest prices right now in the west were all the series favorites entering this opening round elsewhere yesterday as we round out our recap in puck talk with ben carolina on the road against the islanders a 5-2 victory the hurricanes now a 3-1 series lead over new york as they'll head back to charlotte for game number five and as you see from the odds the hurricanes a minus 1800 favorite getting ready for game number five tomorrow night where they're a minus 160 money line favorite four more games on this monday around the nhl stanley cup playoffs as well we'll hit on major league baseball up next live right here on the morning app sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com the daily base after a Major League Baseball weekend live right here on this Monday on the morning after. I'm Ben Stevens. Very pleased to welcome on Craig Mish live right here to TMA, the host of Newswire following us at 11 a.m. Eastern time. Of course, our Major League Baseball insider here across the Sports Grid Network. Craig, hope you had a great weekend. Thank you for joining us here on this Monday. Of course, another week in baseball and uh, really coming down to the end of the first month of baseball as well. So maybe some you know, real data we can dive into next month and see where things stand. 
And that is really the case as we get ready for May. So far in April, though, Craig, the league's best team, that's been the Tampa Bay Rays. 19-3 right now. They have won five straight games once again. And a huge series start to start off this week at the Trop in Tampa against Houston. Right now, the Rays a minus 152 money line favorite for the opening game of this weekday set against Houston. The Strohs coming off a big weekend where they swept the Atlanta Braves. So, Craig, as we get ready for this series between the Rays and the Astros, what is your expectation tonight? Yeah, I mean, a lot of people would say that this is a potential American League Championship Series preview. The Rays have played fantastic. They hit home runs in 21 straight games. Uh, you know, I mean, after that series in Toronto, they just came back and just started throttling teams again. But on the flip side, I think that Houston has finally found their way. They go to Atlanta this weekend and they sweep them in games, by the way, the Braves probably could have won a couple of. But I expect this to be a close series. I, I do not think that the Rays will sweep the Astros. But again, stranger things have happened. Uh, I would expect Houston to take this series. Uh, they're playing the best. Look, they're no question right now Tampa Bay's playing the best baseball of anyone, but I think in the end, once Houston gets hot, they're going to be hot. To, they're hard to stop. Tampa right now at home this year, a perfect 13-0. The Astros remain the American League favorites at plus 350, but the Rays now, Craig, the second best number at 4 to one if this is a potential american league championship series preview craig who would you book as the favorite to win the al yeah i'm still taking houston but it's still very early in the process you know the, the thing that you can't really quantify and it, it's really hard with tampa bay just in general is, is like how much money they're willing to allocate in terms of trades when we get to august like like how far they will push the pedal down to sort of go win that thing ben like, and i just don't ever know the answer to that i feel like they would get creative but in years past they've sort of just done it with their own players and right. and that really hasn't worked i mean honestly i mean they've gotten to the world series and they've gotten to the playoffs but they haven't won the whole thing maybe this is the year they decide to go a step further we know that houston will as well so i was not concerned at all as we talked about last week with houston was off to the seven and nine start the Astros have gotten off to seven, nine starts four straight years in a row, and they make the postseason and go to the World Series almost every year. So I would still take Houston. And again, it would come down to the additions that are made to the team come trade deadline. Houston now has won four straight games. They're two games above 500 at 12 and 10. Yes, the Rays are off to a blistering start, but everybody in the American League East has a winning record, at least a game above 500. That includes the New York Yankees, Craig. They're 13-9, and nine, yet feel like they might be getting lapped in the AL at this moment with the Rays now the second-best price. The Yankees on the road in Minnesota against Sonny Gray and the Twins. Sonny Gray himself, a former New York Yankee, a .82 ERA so far this year, Craig, in four starts with Minnesota as the home favorite today. What's the approach to this matchup between the pinstripes and the Twins? Yeah, it's interesting that Brito pitched so well for the Yankees initially, and now he's come back down to earth a little bit. And I think what's more fascinating, Ben, is that this offseason, the Twins really looked at their team and said, we have enough offense, we got to get more pitching. Of course, they acquired Pablo Lopez. Last week, they extended Pablo Lopez to a long-term deal. And that has not been the issue at all for the Twins. It's actually been their hitting. Lopez has been fantastic. Joe Ryan's been fantastic. Sonny Gray has been fantastic. They're all throwing that new pitch, that sweeper pitch or whatever they're calling it. The Twins have this pitching lab. They've done a fantastic job. And I think the total tells a story, Ben, seven and a half. I mean, Yankees and Twins playing, 
you look at the offense on these teams and go, my goodness, there's probably going to be an 11-5 game. But no, I, I think pitching will dominate in this one. And certainly I would lean toward the under seven and a half. I think that the Yankees recognize at this point, I think in Brito's career, he's probably only a five-inning guy. They have really good bullpen yeah. arms. They bring him in to finish, and Gray probably does the damage. Somewhere around four to two, two, four to three game. Unlike the AL East, the American League Central only has one team above 500. It is the Minnesota Twins, who are an odds-on favorite to win the divisional title with a 12-10 and 10 record currently. The Guardians are an even 500, but everybody else, Craig, the Tigers, the White Sox, and the Kansas City Royals all well below 500. What do you make of the AL Central to start this year in Major League Baseball? Yeah, I feel it's a two-team race, and you know I talked about this before the season. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad that this is playing out the way it is with the Reds. I would hate to come on Sports Grid and say that the Reds are going to be the worst team in baseball, and that not happen. And we're on track right now, Ben. They've lost seven in a row, <laughs> like a million games under 500. The other team again that we discussed in terms of fading was the Chicago White Sox. Their win total was 83 and a half. I don't know what it is, Ben, about them. I don't know if it's team construction. I don't know if it's talent. Uh, I like their new manager, Pedro Griffal, but last year was all blamed on Tony La Russa. Now the White Sox look almost like exactly the same team. So I'm out on them. The Royals are playing dreadful. The Tigers have actually played a little bit better lately, so I'm curious yeah. to see if this is sort of their launch for next year. But two-team race for me, Minnesota and Cleveland. I saw Cleveland play over the weekend. They definitely have the pitching to get it done, but I, I don't think they have enough hitting right now, so they're going to need to make an ad. I know they added Josh Bell. Jose Ramirez is, is, to me, one of the most valuable players in Major League Baseball. But two-team race, I think it goes right down to the end. The White Sox and the Reds, Craig, both 7-15 and 15 to start off this Major League Baseball season. Your overall assessment on the Southsiders doesn't sound overly optimistic, but they head to Toronto today against Chris Bassett as a pretty heavy underdog. With so much talent, though, on the roster, Craig, if at all possible, how do the White Sox start to turn it around? Yeah, Ben, that's a great question, and I, and I think that White Sox fans are probably asking that same question as well. You remember when they made that trade and they traded Chris Sale and they got Yohan Moncada and they just started adding all those prospects. And then from the Cubs, uh, Ben, they get Eloy Jimenez and then they sign Luis Robert and then they have Dylan Cease and Giolito and all this great pitching. It is perplexing. It's another underachieving season. And so at this point, I mean, it's not flat out fade the White Sox because they're going to go on a run this season where they're just going to average like six, seven runs a game because they do have the offense but look, heart and soul guy, Tim Anderson's been banged up. I think that probably plays a factor too. I'm not going to lay minus 170 in a baseball game. I got to find somewhat, something else here for my interest. But as we'll talk about in the DFS, I do think that the Blue Jays will win tonight. So let's go right there and let's find that additional angle because Chris Bassett in his first year in Toronto gets the start against Chicago today. Why do you like that pitching matchup, Craig, for Bassett against the White Sox? Hey, I'll be flat honest with you. I don't like a lot of the matchups tonight. I don't know what's going on in starting pitching tonight over on FanDuel, but obviously Spencer Strider is the highest price player, and he's pitching tonight against Miami. But beyond that, there to me, there's just not a lot of good options tonight on the mound. And so, therefore, I'm going to pivot to somebody that is not projected to strike out a batter an inning, and just hopefully he gets that win. Gets me seven innings, six strikeouts, picks up the win against the White Sox. So that will be where I'm going there. First time we're going to go with Mike Trout all season long. People may say, wait a second, you've been on doing the show with Ben for a month. You haven't mentioned Mike Trout once. No, I have not. 
we are in in fade mode tonight of the pitcher of the Oakland A's, Waldachuk, I believe is his name. Uh, ZRA is around seven. Angels pitcher, by the way, not much better. I think there's going to be a lot of runs in that game. And uh, Ben, Oakland's run differential minus a hundred. We're not even done with April. This would break the all-time record at this pace that Oakland is on. Minus 103 right now for Oakland, Craig. That total tonight in Anaheim between the Halos and the A's is already at 10. Offense expected in the athletics. 4-18, the worst record in Major League Baseball. Craig Mish, thank you as always. We will catch you on Newswire in just a little bit. And we'll talk tomorrow, of course, as well. We'll go around this Monday night slate, all around sports, both in the NBA playoffs and maybe on the ice as well from the prop perspective with Tom Vecchio up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. That prop perspective. For a Monday night and really all of the playoff action that we have live right here on this Monday morning on the morning after on Sports Grid. I am Ben Stevens. Now we welcome on our guy Tom Vecchio from FanDuel joining us here live on this Monday. Tom, hope you had a wonderful weekend of playoff action both in the NBA and on the ice in the NHL as well. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was a very exciting weekend action all day long, basically starting at 12 to 12. Uh, I'm ready to go for today. I think we're in some interesting spots, especially looking forward in some of the conferences, both NBA and NHL when it comes to futures potentially. Certainly so. We are here in the opening round of our series in both the Stanley Cup postseason and the NBA playoffs. And Tom, in a series we all were highlighting and looking forward to between Golden State and Sacramento, home floor has been crucial. The Kings take their first two in Sacktown. Golden State responds by evening up the series with two wins in San Francisco. Yesterday, just barely holding on despite a Steph Curry blunder, thinking they had a timeout and they didn't. And a really good look from Harrison Barnes that clanked off the back iron. 126-125. So, Tom, the Kings... Two wins in Sacramento. The Warriors, two wins in San Francisco. They're not all that far away from each other, but home floor has been vital. How does that home floor advantage, Vecchio, affect how you consider the props here in the NBA playoffs? Well, this has kind of been the story of the Warriors this entire season. It's like Jekyll and Hyde for them. They're awesome at home, and they're horrible on the road. Like, we've known this all season, so I'm not ultimately too surprised uh, the scoring has been obviously very, very strong in these first four games. I'm really not expecting that to continue as we close out this series. Both teams will make adjustments. So I'm going to start leaning on some unders on on secondary players, unders on secondary yeah. players, whether it be a, a Kevon Looney, whether it be uh, Wiggins, some of these secondary players. I know that Keegan Murray had a solid game yesterday. He's obviously a great three-point shooter, set an NBA rookie record this year, but still he's a secondary option in the Kings offense. So starting to side more, with more and more unders when it comes to those secondary players. And, you know, ultimately I'm going to take unders on games moving forward. We're not going to be seeing 100 or you know, 250 points combined from these teams in the final three games. 
So, Vecchio, you know the odds very well. Golden State is a minus 186 series outright favorite. We, of course, will see at least six games in this series tied at two all, but two of the potentially final three, if we get to a game seven, will be played in Sacramento, where Golden State, an 11-30 road team this year, has failed to win a game so far in the playoffs. Vecchio, why is there the expectation from the odds that Golden State We'll figure it out and win a game on the road. I mean, that's just the legacy that they have. They've been doing it for, I don't know, 10 some odd years at this point. And ultimately, it brings up the point that I made at the open is where the value lies in the Western Conference. And I think that's with the Kings to win the West right now at 20 to 1. And I think if we look at, you know, where the bracket would shake out, I think they're in a pretty good spot. If, if they can get past the Warriors, I think the value that they show right now, or at 12 to 1, excuse me, to win the Western Conference is just too big. And if they can get past the Warriors, you know, this is a team that you want to have a little bit of exposure to in, in terms of your overall betting profile. So I, I think the line on the Warriors to win the series is way too high considering what they've done or lack, lack of what they've done on the road this season. And yeah. I'm really interested in the Kings moving forward. The shortest outcome for this series, the most likely result, is for Golden State to win in six, which means they would have to win in game number five on Wednesday, where the Kings are still priced as a slight, but a favorite nonetheless, minus 118 on that money line at home. Becchio, tonight it's game number four in Los Angeles between the Lakers and the Grizzlies. L.A. booked as a four-and-a-half-point favorite. LeBron and the Lakers, a 2-1 series advantage. Where do you think momentum lies, Vecchio, entering game four in L.A. tonight? It's still going to be with the Lakers. This has been a very interesting, a very exciting series from a lot of different storylines. Um, I'm expecting another under tonight. I'm going to be siding with player prop unders. It starts with Desmond Bain under 20 and a half points. I think the Lakers have a lot going in their favor. They've been limiting the three-point shot from Bain this series. Uh, we're seeing strong performances from really is it the starters from the Lakers. We're seeing uh, you know good bench performances from them from Rui Hachimura. Like this is a team that's starting to round into form. I guess at the best possible time, despite having a pretty average regular season. And I'm going to be taking the Lakers time and time again. I love the rebounding potential from Anthony Davis as he's shown you know in these first few games in the playoffs. It's basically all coming up Lakers right now. The Lakers were 16-7 and seven down the home stretch following the NBA's All-Star break. If you count their two wins here in the playoffs, they've won 18 of their last 26. You won't find much hotter teams all around the association. AD was great on Saturday, 31 points, 17 boards. LeBron reminding Dylan Brooks and others he is still the king, 25 points. And despite 45-13-9 from John Morant, the Lakers still win by 10. Who has the biggest night in game number four, Vecchio, between those three stars? I'm going to stick with Anthony Davis. I think that the performances that we've seen from him, the consistency, like I said, the rebounding is there for him. And I think especially if you're looking at these odds on the screen right now to have the top score in that game. I mean, Davis at, at almost 5-1 to one is awesome considering what they're doing. And we got to remember that the Grizzlies are still missing some sides. There's no Steven Adams. And I think that we're going to see Anthony Davis continuing to work down low, whether it's, you know, Jaron Jackson knows Defensive Player of the Year, but the matchup for Davis versus him and Xavier Tillman, I still think sides with Anthony Davis. And I like him and the Lakers moving forward. So, Vecchio, elsewhere in the Eastern Conference, the conference's top seed the milwaukee bucks struggling in their opening round series against the heat but there does not really seem to be all that much of a concern based on the series odds 
or the odds for game number four tonight because at least as this spread would indicate five and a half earlier now six on the FanDuel Sportsbook Giannis Antetokounmpo might be making his return tonight in Miami what would the expectation Vecchio in your mind be for Giannis and his role tonight for the Bucks? It ultimately comes down to like what the report they say on how truly healthy he is. Obviously, missing a few games is not what we want to see from any star player, but how the Heat have been playing, how they've been known to clamp down on defense, not only this season, but obviously over the past few years when it comes to the playoffs. You know, this has me concerned, and I think a lot of people would initially say, okay, if Atentacumbo's back in, I'm looking to the over on his points. I'm looking to the over on his PRA. And I think that's a spot that I ultimately want to fade the public and just go all unders. And whether it's unders on a Ted Kumpo, whether it's unders on the game overall, the defense we've been seeing is very, very clear for Miami. And, you know, I, ultimately, my the, this game, my favorite prop is Bam Adebayo under 20 and a half points. I'm not expecting a ton of scoring overall. And if a Ted Kumpo does play tonight, it would make a harder path for Adebayo to score. So, I don't really care who's in or out. It's basically all unders tonight. 216 is the total for tonight's game. All three so far have hit the over. Again, Milwaukee now a six-point favorite. And there will be a ton of focus on the Bucks, on Giannis's prop. It's listed at 26 and a half now. What it means for Drew Holiday, big game BP and Bobby Portis, so on and so forth. But Vecchio, on the other side, playoff Jimmy has been a thing for multiple years and we have seen it once again here in 2023 jimmy butler 30 points in the game three victory for miami he had 35 in game one 25 in game number two what does it mean from the prop perspective when you have a very notable player performing at the highest level in the playoffs this is always a tough spot because, as you said, we've seen these huge performances from Jimmy Butler, and obviously that would indicate a lot of scoring from him. But if I'm siding with the under on the game, that doesn't necessarily correlate. So I would ultimately look to a combination of rebounds and assist for Jimmy Butler because the under would correlate with more rebounds. And Jimmy's still going to be playing that facilitator role on offense when he's on the court, you know, dumping the ball down low, getting the ball out to Max Strauss, knocking down some threes, whatever it might be. So the rebounding plus assist prop from Jimmy Butler is probably going to be my favorite because I don't want to be taking the over on his points if I'm taking on the, the under on the game overall. So now we flip our attention from the playoffs in the NBA to that of the Stanley Cup postseason. Four more game number fours tonight. Where Vecchio, as we look around the ice, which game draws your attention the most? That would be going to the Tampa Bay Lightning, the money line. It's only sitting at minus 104. I think this is absolutely a great spot for them to bounce back. You know, very interesting end to the last game against uh, the Maple Leafs, actually losing in overtime, very physical game. Uh, you know, a lot of emotions in that game. But ultimately, the Lightning, they were one of the best teams in the league this season at home, 28, uh, 28 and 8 at home this season, uh, top three in the league. And this is a spot for, you know, for them to show their veteran leadership that they have, their consistency over the past three, four, five years, whatever it might be, making to the Stanley Cups to bounce back at home, tie the series, go back to Toronto with this all tied up. So near, near even money for Tampa, I am certainly taking them tonight. The Leafs are a minus 410 favorite to win this series outright, despite the fact Toronto has not won a playoff series in 17 years, the longest drought by a good majority in the National Hockey League. So Vecchio, the lightning money line is where you are looking, despite it not being a prop. We'll let you have a pass here. You mentioned Bam Adebayo and maybe some struggles offensively if Giannis returns to the lineup tonight for Milwaukee. Where else are you highlighting from the prop perspective tonight in the NBA postseason? 
well, instead of NBA, let's touch on a home run real quick, and oh. that would be with Hunter Renfro to hit a home run at plus 285, uh, going up against Ken Waldachuk for the Athletics. This is basically a prime match in terms of fly ball rate, uh, hard contact rate, the average exit velocity for Hunter Renfro. Sure, Mike Trout's up there for a home run as well, but his odds aren't long enough. I like Renfro for a home run at plus 285. Here I was trying to set you up for Desmond Bain under 20 and a half points for Memphis tonight against the L.A. Lakers, and you deliver a home run prop because you are the home run prop king. That total tonight in Anaheim between the Angels and the A's is at 10. Offense is expected. Vecchio, as always, we appreciate your time. Tom Vecchio from FanDuel and that prop perspective on this Monday. Now the advice you need from the odds perspective from our sportsbook conciliary up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Right back here, live on a Monday on the morning after on SportsGrid. I am Ben Stevens. He is our sportsbook conciliary. That would be Dave Sherapan. Joining us here where it's nighttime in Pittsburgh, but it's Los Angeles gear on his body. Now, Dave, let's talk about it. We can't bury yes. the lead any longer. The best team yes. in Major League Baseball in the National League yes. is the Pittsburgh Pirates. A 16-7 record for the Buccos. They have won seven straight games, Dave. And again, the Pittsburgh Pirates hold the best record in the National League. Sharon Penn, how has Pittsburgh done it? Why are the Pirates the NL's best team at this moment? First of all, good to see you. Second of all, thank you for recognizing what maybe not a lot of people know, but should. Not that it's just nighttime in Pittsburgh behind me. But the Pirates have the best record in the National League. It's yep. pretty much this, Benjamin. Pitching. Pitching mm. always wins they've had quality start after quality start after quality start they won a couple games over the weekend where they scored two runs but two yeah. is more than one or zero which is okay in baseball um they used to be hockey scores but hockey scores aren't two one anymore we'll get to that in a little bit but yes yeah. the pirates are off today they start another series tomorrow and it's oh. against the Los Angeles Dodgers in Pittsburgh. So mm. we're just taking a day off. And, uh, you know, I, I, got the, I got the text ahead of time from the boys. And um, they said we might be mentioning L.A. basketball and things like that. Yep. So I went with the L.A. stuff. Nothing personal. Just, just, just thank you for, for right at the top recognizing that the Pittsburgh Pirates <laughs> have the best record in the National League. It's just fun to say. It's been years. Last time they started this good, 1992. You know what they did wow. in 1992? They won the National League East. They won the division. Yeah. Yeah. Not saying that's going to happen. Right. That over 66 and a half. We're way ahead of pace. Way ahead of pace. Way ahead of pace. Well, now, Sherapan, they're not in the NL East, as you well know. The Pittsburgh Pirates in the National League Central. 
And they're still yeah. 15 to 1 to win the division. It's the second longest price. And as you join us from the odds and advice perspective, as our sportsbook advisor here, the sportsbook conciliary, when you look at the odds of what Pittsburgh is doing, yes, the National League's best record at 16 and 7, but still the second longest price to win their division, the fourth longest number at 100 to 1 to win the pennant in the NL. When do the odds more closely resemble what the record shows in the standings? We got another month to even go to even think about that. And listen, there's there's people that are um, you know, grabbing uh, them to make the playoffs. That's actually a realistic um, possibility with winning these games early and getting ahead of it. So I know some people that uh, some bad guys that grab some seven to one to make the playoffs. The numbers down to about four hundred. You know, four to one, four seventy-five, somewhere in that neighborhood. Not a bad wager. Still has life, obviously. But yes, um, you'll start to see some adjustments soon. Those Cubbies aren't going anywhere. The Brewers no. aren't going anywhere, and you know the Cardinals will be there at the end. So the NL Central, right. little hesitation, trepidation to move the number down without really taking bets on it. We need to still get some some pirate money because they don't even believe yet in Pittsburgh. The Brew Crew, minus 155, still is the odds-on favorite to win the National League. They're 15-7. and seven. They're a half game behind Pittsburgh, not only for the best record in the division, but in all of the NL. Sherpan, as you often know, odds set expectation. What we believe is the most likely outcome of what is going to occur. And then you let whatever happens with how the public perceives it move the number and where you will receive the bets. Well, in the NBA playoffs, Dave, when you look at the Warriors, the reigning NBA champions who have won four titles in the last eight years, the odds always expect Golden State to figure it out even on the road. The Warriors evening up the series at home yesterday against Sacramento. Two games all, 126-125, barely holding on in the final minute of regulation. And Sherpan, as we get ready for game number five on Wednesday in Sacramento, where we will at least see two more games, maybe two of three if we go the distance in Sacramento, Golden State is still booked as a minus 186 series favorite which means they they will have to win at least one game on the road in Sacktown. why do the odds expect golden state to figure it out at a certain point well one people bet them so the odds the, the odds reflect what what people bet and if you remember the series started it closed with them being a minus like 280 favorite so we've Correct. come back to a little bit of reality with this, but this tells me that Sacramento's probably winning game five and Golden State's probably winning game six and we're going to have a game seven. And mm-hmm. that's where we're at odds-wise. Now, can Golden State go and win game five? Absolutely. And if they do, that's what this number's telling me is what we need to protect against you know, as, as the book. So I, it makes sense, but it doesn't. Nothing makes sense at all, like in a lot of these series, what's going on. Other than, I mean, Sacramento's here to stay. They can win this series. And um, they <laughs> they might do it. 
It would be it would be all they have to do is win the home games. It sounds so easy. Yep. It's a lot harder than that. Just win it home, chant like the beam, and put that purple beam high up into the sky. But the Kings did nearly win yesterday in San Francisco. Sacramento 25-16 and away from home this year. It was the best record by far from a Western Conference perspective on the road. Sherpan on the road tonight is where Memphis will be once again in Southern California in Los Angeles against the Lakers. The Lakers a four-and-a-half point favorite and that is yes. why the gear looks the way it does but sure Pam, let's pay it forward let's go to the end of tonight after game mm. number four obviously the lakers are favored to win this basketball game outright if la takes a 3-1 series lead heading back to memphis for game number five they are going to be a very heavy favorite they're currently a minus 370 favorite to win the series but let's say the grizzlies pull off the upset tonight in los angeles who would be the series favorite, Dave Sharapan, entering game number five back in the Grind City? Oh, my. Well, what's the line right now? Minus, Minus 370. What? Minus 370. The Lakers are a series favorite outright. Yeah. I mean, depending on how much money our book has, mm. we're, probably still, uh, we're probably still a Laker favorite, you know, because um, – we need to continue to get some Memphis money. I'll tell you this, everyone that I've talked to, at least here in Vegas, this one is a wrap. This is this mm. is Lakers win tonight and then possibly go back and just close it in five. If not, it's a done deal in six. Now, it's a good question to pose because we need to be ahead of the move. Memphis right. winning tonight outright would be a big surprise. Um, Almost the biggest surprise is Giannis not playing in Game Three and them losing mm. in that game. But yeah, this will be this will be a big story if um, if Memphis can win. I don't think many people give them a shot, and um, we'll worry about that number if we have to get there, depending on health of players and you know jaw status, et cetera, et cetera. This would be a pretty yeah. big upset if uh, if Memphis wins. Right now, Memphis 20 to 1 to win the Western Conference, the sixth best price out of eight teams in this postseason. The Suns, a relatively short favorite, plus 145. They look for the gentleman's sweep against the Clippers tomorrow night. Denver will look for the gentleman's sweep against Minnesota this week as well. Now we go to the Eastern Conference, Sherapan, where there has been a ton of movement at the top for the Eastern Conference Championship and the NBA Finals. And that's because yes. of the health of Giannis Antetokounmpo and the fact the Bucks have struggled in their opening round series against Miami. Right now, Dave, the line for game number four is five and a half, moving towards six in favor of Milwaukee. You mentioned mm -hmm. what it's like in terms of following the health of a star player like Giannis. How do you describe the process of setting a line for a game when the star player's status, that being Giannis in this case, is very unclear? How do I describe that process? Um, hope and pray. Let's 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 that would be the parlay. The hope and pray parlay. Throw the number up and wait and see. And then when you take a, a bad guy bet, a limit play, that'll determine where we think we're going. And then a second limit play confirms our first limit play. 
Yes, he's playing. No, he's not. I'm looking at an odd screen right now. I'm going to say he's going to play. I'm going to say this line's going to close higher than five and a half. You heard mm -hmm. it first this morning. Um, Bucks win. Do they cover? Yeah. Not sure. Mm. I mean, it seems like the favorite wins and covers pretty much every time, dating back to last year in the NBA playoffs. So uh, the Warriors did not do it yesterday, but it happens pretty frequently. So right now, Giannis playing or the Bucks covering? I don't know which one we're more concerned about, at least right now, this early in the morning in the desert. For reference, Sherapan, Miami was only a two-point underdog at home in game number three without Giannis in the lineup, and of course, they won that outright. Sherapan, we see odds move on a daily basis from a series perspective, and of course, what it means overall, big picture, winning a conference title in the NBA championship. We have seen that all year, and now all postseason between the top two teams in the East, those Milwaukee Bucks, in the Boston Celtics. Sherpan, you will see here on this graphic, since the NBA playoffs started about 11 days ago, we have mm. seen movement each mm. and every day virtually for who is the favorite to win the NBA title due to the concern around Gian Giannis's health. So Sherpan, how would you best sum up what all of this movement actually means? Well, we're just trying to flip-flop and get money on different sides. That's all that is. I mean, it's it's reflective of, yes, his health, but if Giannis isn't healthy, the Bucks aren't winning. It's pretty simple. That's the, the, Giannis needs to be healthy for the Bucks to win. So if we know he's not healthy, they can't be the favorite to win at all because most likely it's not happening. Um, mm. I just heard Freeze say we got a minute left. I know you Please. were sleeping late last night, but there was another L.A. team in action. The L.A. Kings not. had a 3-0 lead and lost it, uh, then went ahead 4-3 and got tied late, and Edmonton went ahead. There are some yeah. dynamic hockey games today, sir. For sure. Oh, listen, I love Stanley Cup postseason hockey. In fact, Sherapan, after the Oilers went down 2-0 yesterday with about three minutes left in the first period, I jumped on Edmonton plus 240 live on the money line. It even got longer than that before the Oilers came back to win, and I cashed a ticket. Puck talk with Ben is one of my favorite things in the world, and you must respect it. Sherapan, thank you so much for your time. We round out the show. I'll do it. Every SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Closing out our two hours together here to start off this new week. It's a Monday on the morning after on Sports Grid, Sirius XM, Channel 159. All across the Spiz Grizz Network, that's Sports Grid. It includes sportsgrid.com slash watch. Find your favorite destination to consume everything all across the grid, including breaking news updates as we end out our show, where you'll also find those at the Sports Grid app, the ultimate sports betting companion app now available at the Apple App Store. Scan the QR code. It'll be on your phone in a matter 
of moments. That breaking news I mentioned, official confirmation. We had the indication from the odds for game four tonight between Milwaukee and Miami. The Heat hosting the Bucks with a 2-1 series advantage, but we now have official words. Sham Sharania reporting that Giannis Antetokounmpo will play tonight for Milwaukee. The odds locked for just a moment. They are now back up. It was a five and a half point spread earlier on this Monday morning. Worked its way to six. Now it is seven in favor of Milwaukee. The total also up by a point to 17 for that over under. So let's focus on game four before we say farewell. And before we say goodbye, it's time for an NBA playoff best bet. It is time for bye bye bye. A very interesting thing has happened here, of course, in the first three games of this opening round series between the Bucks and the Heat. Not just Miami being up two games to one, but the fact the Heat have been really good offensively. 130 in game one, 122 despite the loss in game number two, but they gave up a buck 38. They scored 121 in game number three on Friday. All three totals have hit the over despite the offensive struggles for Miami this year and relying on the defensive end of the floor. I think Giannis being back means a lot defensively for Milwaukee. Take the under of 217. That does it for this Monday, live right here on the morning after. We're back on a Tuesday starting at 9 a.m. Eastern time. I'm Ben Stevens. We'll talk tomorrow.